Let's get it. What up, you guys? You all know what time it is, so go ahead and grab your cup. Because we're here to fill you up. On all things lifestyle. And, and everything, in, everything between. in between. It's a new week. Uh, and it's time to get this? your review. Exactly. How you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing way better than I was last episode. Yeah, I, like I tapped into that when I was like, yeah, she was just... Honey, like, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm here. It a, it, look, I'm here, child. So yeah. it's been a much better week. Um, we're still car shopping, but we've okay. had, it's been a better experience. Good. Um, and so, yeah, we're like, we rocking and rolling. Like, I feel like just coming off a of vacation, going back to work. It was just, mm-hmm. there was a lot going on last week. But this week, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling more mm, like myself, you know? Feeling your groove. How you doing? I'm good. I feel like I'm still in like recuperation mode. <laughs> like I'm trying to get my life. When we came back, I had a hell of a weekend that I was not planning, that I was just not. I thought I was gonna relax and I was pretty much if it's up then it's stuck from Friday. I saw you Sunday. It looks like a good time though. It was an amazing time. I had a great weekend. I went to Invest Fest. That was probably one of the most as a black professional, like one of the most monumental experiences. Like that was amazing. Okay. I it's love one that thing for you. To, huh? I said, I love that for you. Thank you, man. I got free tickets. Like I was like, God, cause I was thinking about it. I knew it was coming, but I had not bought tickets. And I'm like, man, I would love to go there. And God was like, all right, somebody got free tickets. And I said, I said, yo, I am pulling up. I will take them. And they, they looked out for me, so. When that opportunity comes, you gotta go, you have to go. And I just thought to myself, like I've been to a lot of different conferences work-wise, you know, and that still was work because you're networking. You're trying to figure out who is who, what are people doing? How can we collaborate? But you're also, it's a part of the culture where you're like watching people that you watch their content, you know, celebrities, athletes, uh, content creators, real estate brokers, real estate agents, like all in one room for three days. I saw Tabitha Brown was there. Tabitha Brown was there, I did miss her. She was, I tell you, it was a weekend. (laughs) It was a weekend, (laughs) so I ain't get up early enough to catch Tab, but um, she was there too. I mean, you would just, it would just be, you'll be walking to like another keynote, you'll pass a celebrity. Like it was, the marketplace was overwhelming with and, and not in a bad way just black businesses mm-hmm. different vendors i mean everything fashion aromatherapy health i mean every type of business was there food trucks it was just like black black on black on black on black, on black. i love that though and i love that, that you're city that they can that you can do that Yes, yes, that was, that was, I pinched myself because I was like, man, like I'm usually in a conference where you can point out the black people where they need to actually bring a keynote speaker to speak about diversity and inclusion. And we don't need that here, you know, and everybody is hungry for knowledge. You know, I saw Robert F. Smith and Steve Harvey's chat. Oh my God. Like it was just like Rich Paul. I think Rich Paul was the number one person. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. by his knowledge and how he worded things. 
it was just a mindset shift and what I, what you leave what I gained leaving out of that festival is like if you just shift your mindset anything is possible like you can do it you could really do it so it was a really really dope experience I'm so glad that you got to experience that I was like look at my girl over here <laughs> and all these people in the pad is coming I was like this is amazing so I love that just the networking, just the opportunity in and of itself to be, like you said, around other black professionals mm -hmm. that are just trying, like are doing things, not trying to do things. Like we're doing they things, are. we're out here, we're making moves and have people that are going to pour into you that have already made it and mm -hmm. made, you know, in those different spaces. I think that's amazing. It's beautiful. Open so I, I, know you, knowledge. I know you soaked up all the gems. I did, even the podcast keynote. I felt like, dang, I wish they had it like on a Saturday because... David Chance came, but it was the same time Jeezy was on the stage. So I'm like, all right, I gotta go see Jeezy too. <laughs> but he spread some good gems about podcasting. And I sent you some info and I'm like, damn, we're already pretty much doing what they're saying. Like hosting, we already got that done and just having a consistent schedule. It was, it was, um, I'm like, okay, this is good. This is good. We're, we're well on our way. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I'm here for it. I wish we had more things like that in Louisville, but I'm in Louisville. Where the, what, but why is that in smaller cities? Why does it have to be like there's a quote unquote disadvantage per se? I feel like it's just because nobody is checking for your small. Like mm. if you got people that's coming out of your city and I and granted we have like Jack Harlow that came out of the city, but you know, as much as we love Jack's music and all of that, it's like Jack ain't one of us. Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, not to say that he wouldn't be willing to pour into that or to bring that element, but, you know, he's kind of getting his feet wet in the game too. Like, you know, he's new too. But I just think it's, I, I really think it's just a lack of not, like everybody knows Atlanta. You know these like bigger cities and all of that. Like Louisville's like honestly like a blip on the, you know, on that, yeah. on that when you're thinking of that type of, of thing. But I mean, we have things that come here mm -hmm. and I really need to be more in the loop Yeah. Uh, when things come here. But when I be looking stuff up on Eventbrite, like everybody's nothing. like, look on Eventbrite and see what's coming. Girl, it's just like a regular day. Like it's nothing, uh, the farmers, <laughs> da 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 oh, coming. Oh, oh okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it is what it is, you know? It's just one of those things that you have to, as being someone who lives in a small city as a creator, I just have to like keep keep going. Like you said, you know, like you just talked about. You just have to figure make your own way, figure things out kind of on your own. Cause it's like the city's not attracting people to bring you that level. Um Did you know what I've learned? And maybe because I've I've connected with a lot of people in Atlanta, people will move here or in a new city in general and stay home. Why are you moving to a new city to stay in the house? So then it takes a person like Larissa Yvonne, she creates a meetup. <laughs> Manifestation at its finest, okay? <laughs> she creates a meetup, okay? And all of these fabulous women come, even to like a small brunch. You may have a good five, five women. I'm gonna claim it, you're gonna start with five. And these women are like, I've been looking for this. I have not, I haven't, I haven't known what to do, where to find this courage your meetup. People come here and they be sitting in the house and I'm like, that's why I'm always outside because I ain't come to Atlanta to be dwindling to be my thumbs. I'm here to really be in an atmosphere 
of, of, you know, freaking greatness and have people teach me and how can we do this together? And I, I feel like I left that also feeling like I'm definitely going to ride this Atlanta wave out. Like there's something great here. I felt so thankful to be living here during this moment. Like, because yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened in the city, a lot of stuff happened, but I feel like once you find your tribe, you can then all collaborate and grow together. So when you do host your meetup. <laughs> hint, hint. I feel like she's like beating me over the head with it this time. No, I do think that's a, that's a good thing too. And, and there's actually a creator here in Louisville. I think I talked about her maybe last episode. I don't know what her, like, I think it's Shop AIF. Um, but she's like a huge, like she's got 200 and something plus thousand um followers over on instagram she's huge on tiktok as well i l absolutely love her videos but i figured out like just by watching her and stuff and like seeing landmarks i was like she's in louisville but even her like a lot of the stuff that she gets to attend and, and i think and i'm honestly thinking about i think she has a store in the mall i'm just someone who doesn't want to be that person who's just like hey but she's all about collaboration you can tell it's genuine and stuff like that so I really want to get in front of her just to introduce myself be like hey you know one I'm she has she owns a store in the mall I'm a style fashion content store? creator yeah oh, so dope. it's like so I'm think like I'm well I'm not thinking I'm definitely going to try to network with her but even her she's like she's kind of she's blown up I'm not gonna say kind of she's blown up so she's everywhere now like she's traveling and like she was just out in Vegas um and, and like collaborating and working with some creatives there but it's like even i noticed she it's not like it's just me like she's at that level and she's still having to travel outside of our little city yeah. you know for these different opportunities so it's just i think it's just a thing you know like mm -hmm. it may take that that not just me in a meetup but like that collaboration and really trying to bring you know women together in that type of a format so She's someone I definitely want to oh. connect with, um, you know, in the future. So we'll see. Cool, cool, cool. I'm definitely not against the meetup either. But you know how I be thinking about myself, Key. You know, I just be like, little old me. Just little old me. Now, I mean, how do we little step into me. that next phase without being like, hey, girl, you know, I'm here too. Because I think the first the first step is like reading their energy. Because you and I know not everybody is who they claim to be. And I'm not putting oh. that on her at all. However, you know, when you just pull up on them, how you're going to be, how it feels. If you get that authentic vibe, you are, you already know you read energy. And if you don't feel it, hey, I tried moving on. And, hey, and that, I think that is also the hardest part for me, though, because I'm someone as much as I can, like, vibe out. We can vibe. Yeah, I can yeah. be. If your vibe is off, there ain't no vibe with me. Like, I'm just looking at you like. And it's, ain't it crazy how you can't you can't fake it? Like I feel instant. I'm ready to go. Do you understand? Yeah. Like you're gonna see it on my face. I'm probably gonna shut down and not really talk. Like you don't get that version of me when I'm around you because we vibe. Like yeah, you, yeah. Stacey and I, we vibe. But like if I'm not really vibing, like it's kind of like everybody gonna know she ain't vibing with this. Yeah. You know. So it's like yeah. I'm trying to. You don't want to protect that per se, but it's like I am. I want to be kind of careful about who I invite around my space at the same time, just because. Ooh, people be trying you, honey. They try to disrupt your peace. So and we're in control, and we just move them to the side. You not for me. That. But that that was me. I had. I don't want to. 
speak on too many encounters, but one person I was just like, no, I don't, I don't feel you. And then like, I hate fake compliments. Don't give me a compliment if you don't need, if you don't mean it. And I know that you're just like, you know how some girls are like, yes. I'm like, that's not a good yes. (laughs) (laughs) You read in the yes. That's not a genuine yes. You don't really mean that. So please like keep it to yourself. So that's how I feel about the word sis. You know, like I feel like there are different ways. Yes, sis is used, and I be wanting to be like, hold on, sis. <laughs> like, how are you? What what kind of sis are we using? What's the tone yes. of that sis? That's a fact. That's a fact. No, these sisses could be they be sounding a little toxic. Some of them using too too quick, a little bit too loose, you know, but. I feel like those who I say it to, I do mean it. There's some creators, I'm like, nah, that's this. Like, but yeah, I feel that. Not everyone gets that word. It was a little bit too loose when people first started saying it. Nice. Now I'm like, I'm gonna be selective of who I'm sissing. <laughs> um, you might be a sis instead of a sis. Oh, yes, you ask. <laughs> hey, sus. Hey, sis. How you what? doing, sis? <laughs> what are we uh, tapping into today? Speaking of toxic, I'm going to tap into when being your authentic self Mm. becomes toxic. Mm. All on that whole, like, authenticity, which we should be. Yeah. But when do you take accountability for your authenticity? When do do we look Mm. in a mirror and say, hey, this is my authentic self, but is it healthy? Is it good? Is it... Is this the energy that I'm trying to put out? And a lot of people mask that with it's just who I am. So are, are we leaning too far into this is just who I am? Like, do we still hold our friends accountable? How much grace can we show? You know, like it's the things that pop into my mind. I didn't realize how much I hated hearing someone say this is just who I am until they like actually hurt me. And you're like, no, 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 no. This is, this is when the boundary has to begin because you cannot, this is just who I am, it's not acceptable. Are you okay to speak on it a little bit? Give us a little detail. Um, There's like, there's a, a different, there's a few scenarios, but I just think back to just the, the general, that statement of just like someone pretty much telling you, you either accept it or you don't. And mm-hmm. I feel like in some way, in any type of relationship, you have to have some type of flexibility. Like you have compromise. to compromise in a way in a friendship, making girlfriends. We talked about that. Like that's not easy. And you know, since I have been through some little chit chat and I, it's definitely not girl fight, just like um, ups and downs with females here in Atlanta. And that is also trying to sustain a relationship. And in that instance, I will say, the person verbally didn't say it, but the person was very like, this is, the energy was, this is who I am. But me, I was very neutral. Like, if, the, if you want this to grow and excel, then you have to pull down the high horse because it's mm-hmm. never gonna work if you're telling someone, well, this is who I am, accept it or not. No no one has to uh, uh, like accept you. People have to I understand that. I don't think people do understand that though because now you're in a society and I don't mean this in a negative way because I truly believe there's work to be done when you when you're talking about I want to be my authentic self when your authentic self is when things you're doing are toxic or they're like a negative trait 
that's where there's like that's where there's soul work to me that needs to be mm-hmm. done in order for you to be able to identify this is why I act this way and what can I start doing to change that habit. So to me, it's just like a cop out when you're like, it's just who I am. And it's like, okay, do I have to accept that that's who you are? But at the same time, it's like, I think some people feel like, well, I just have to accept that because they're telling me, they're verbalizing to me, this is just who I am. This is my authentic self. And if you say you accept people as they are, then you should accept me. And it's like, no, like you can be who you are and that's how I am. But you're going to be over there. Like, exactly. I don't have to accept. But it took me some time to kind of kind of realize that, too. And I've had, I've you know, have friendships where there are mutual friends that are kind of, you know, one of them may feel some type of way about the other one or what have you. And I found myself just being like, well, girl, you know, that's just how she is. So, like, you either going to, you know, deal with her as she is. But I would also say, or you just have to change, like, essentially change their access to you. You know, like that, that becomes, now it's the ball is in your court. If, if you're going to, that's just how I am me. Okay. Well now I get to make the decision on, do I, I want to be around you? you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because now, now you're adjusting yourself to make them feel comfortable. And that part to me is like, granted, we have our ways too, but sometimes people are more extreme than others. Let's call it what it is. Some people are more extreme. And if I'm with a certain personality and I have to take more of my energy away to be around you, why should I have to, you know, fuck with my own energy to make you feel comfortable? So at that point, I have, like you said, I have the right to be like, now, how do I want to move with you again? Because now this is not feeling like it's mutual. It's not feeling like a beneficial relationship. I feel drained. Very much so. Like, if you feeling drained from leaving out with people, like, it's time for me to reevaluate. And, like, and I think I have suppressed at times, like, how, like, how taxing, that's the word I want to use, how taxing some meetups or, like, friendships have been for me. And I just didn't really realize it because I'm really someone key that's just, like, like, I want everyone to be my friend. But, like, everybody, let's just get along. We can, you know hang out we ain't gotta be the bestest but you know everyone can should be able to move but now mm-mm. if i ain't feeling it i just look mm-mm, i ain't doing it because i gotta it's like, really... now it's not fun yeah you gotta have some Go value. you gotta hold some value in my life for me to be like okay i see this is how you move now let's break it down what can we do to, I'm not trying to change you, but I also have to under, I understand how I feel when I'm around you. And I also don't like, I don't like how I feel. Ultimately you're like, again, you're adjusting yourself to make someone comfortable. So how do we meet each other in the middle? Because people know the, the ones that know they can be extreme own that shit and wear that shit loud and proud. And they'd be like, I don't give a fuck. And that's a no, no, that's not okay. It's not. And then when you sometime me like, like, oh, so when you are a good person, like, oh well I did this and like usually they're the people I be doing girl so that negates all of this negative behavior that you like that to me it's not the same like I don't like you playing on a different playing field if you think just because you did something nice one good two times like girl no it negates all the 50 times that you made me feel type of way no no I'm questioning myself on why I'm still doing this with you why am I still doing this with you? Wasting my damn you know, time. Like that's that's that borderline of, like you said, the authenticity part. Like now I know in the back of my mind how you're gonna move before I even hang out with you because you're so, this is who I am. 
or at least I walk into it feeling like that. Like, so you mm -hmm. have this, like you have a, if I already have a preconceived notion of how this is probably going to play out, I don't even like, do I want to do it? That's like what I really mm -hmm. have to ask myself now, because it's like, girl, we grown. I really don't have to be around. Like if that's just, again, if that's how you are, cool. But I think people really don't, I don't even know some people, I don't think that they understand that it is a negative or toxic trait. Like, do you think some women don't realize that like the rest of us are thinking like, damn, like why is she acting like that? But they don't see the error in their own ways. Of course, of course. I I used to think that that was the craziest thing that some people weren't aware of what they were doing. Like, how don't you know what you're putting out there? But it's true. A lot of people, especially women as well, don't really know how they come across. And I think that, again, there's no certain age limit on when we start to do that soul work. I think we have to just become tired with ourselves and be like, okay, I have to move in a different way for them to really tap into themselves. Because you could be moving out here toxic as fuck and just shutting shit down, messing up friendships, not having a good relationship with your family members, your coworkers can't stand you. At that point, if you don't see everything, everyone is like having this type of energy towards you, wouldn't you want to check in with yourself and be like, what's wrong? What is it I me? putting out there? Yeah. I think everyone has a, is it me moment? I even, cause I'm no perfect person. I try to be intentional with all of my relationships though. And if I miss the ball on any little thing, like I'm then questioning myself, like, did I, did I say something wrong? Or did you, did I say it in the wrong way? Because that's in how intentional I'm trying to be. I think mm -hmm. moving forward, especially as adults, we have to be like that moving forward. It's a lot of work, but I don't know. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Like you don't want to, People are so fragile that you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to say it in the wrong tone. That you just trying to be proactive. Exactly. Now it's your fault. Now you the problem. Girl, how is the problem? Thing? This started literally with you and you have turned my words and flipped this all the way around. And then you feel like you're over explaining. Like I'm trying yes. to explain to you how you hurt me. And then I'm telling you, then the ones just be looking at you like, well, I'm sorry if, if you took it that way or I, like you just, and that, that will enrage me. That whole, well, <laughs> if that's the way you took it, I'm telling you Ooh, that that's the when way When they apologizing I, like that? No, 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 that's not a genuine, <laughs> I hate the apology. That's not a genuine apology. If you took it that way, then I apologize for that. What? Then don't even apologize. <laughs> like when I tell you that enrages me more than anything, girl, keep the apology. Exactly. This isn't what I asked for because if I'm verbalizing to you that this is what you did and this is how it impacted me, and then you tell me, "Oh, I'm sorry if that if you took it that way." Well, how, like I, <laughs> you didn't watch how gaslighting the shit out of me right now. That's what your girl Kenya just did to Martell and um, Sheree. You know, so y'all know Key watch TV and I don't. I know, I know. It just hit me because Feel I'm me say, in this. are you going to? Do you want to apologize? Basically, first episode, Kenya came for Martel and she cursed at him. Long story short, the last episode, she apologized to him and she was like, well, I didn't curse at you. He was like, you did. And they played it back. But she came up to him to get an apology, to receive an apology. And then it was cricket. So Sheree said, are you going to apologize back? Well, if you took it that way, she did that. If you took it that way, then I apologize. And I was like, 
that's just poor accountability all the way around because we as adults i've always believed like we know what we saying we know what we doing we know when something is not right you know you curse at that damn man and again that's a reality tv world so they're gonna have to fake the funk or whatever but the way she just said it like i want to receive an apology i don't think i owe you one but if you felt like i need to give you one i'll give it to you here you go and you be like you can keep that shit yeah but speaking of accountability do you think that in today's culture like today today's society i feel like you see but we talked about comments mm. last, that last week no mm-hmm. the week before two weeks ago y'all have to check out our comments episode if you haven't but we talked about that and i feel like there's less and less like you can hold people accountable because now it's like well i'm just being myself or it's like you know like it's like if, if someone tells you oh they were i'm operating like this is just who i am like again like everyone should just be like okay so i feel like accountability in some aspects has like kind of gone down that like are we holding our friends accountable and i mean mm. actual friends are we holding people accountable i'm someone who i can honestly say sometimes i don't like sometimes mm-hmm. i'm just so, like i don't need the drama i could just not talk to you for you know months a year like it, it, like and mm-hmm. i know that's a that's a toxic trait probably of mine but for real like i'm just like oh that's how you move okay deuces and again, that's something I'm trying to work on because it, it's not me holding that person accountable. It's not me speaking up and saying, this is what you did and this is how it impacted me. But sometimes I'm not going to lie to you, Key. I'll just be like, okay. I think I've gotten, I've had, um, I've gotten better at still learning how to work with you and sticking around because the old version of me would be like, yeah, you're blocked. You're done. I don't need to talk to you because I've encountered some issues with making friends out here who I can say that we're still cool now, but we've had some rocky moments. And in that moment, there was a lot of conversation that had to happen. A lot of conversation. Wholeheartedly, I feel like this person had a huge hard exterior, but was really, really meant meant well in the inside. Like Mm -hmm. their spirit, God just told me like, they're just, they just been through a lot. You don't know what they've been through. And I'm not trying to like have no pity party or nothing, but this person never, you never steered me wrong. So I did something wrong and I took accountability of it, but they took, they needed some more time to actually look at me in the same light. So all I could do was fall back and respect it. But the way that they were so hard, it's kind of like how some people are mad at you. So they're going to be mean. They're going to be petty. They're going to try to shut you down with their words. While I still was like, listen, man, I don't know what more to say. I don't know what more I can say to you. If you want to rock with me, then do that. And if not, then I, there's nothing more that I could do. But I feel like that has led me to to grow more instead of just saying deuces on people. Because yes, I hang with people that could get on my nerves. They can. But then I look at the bigger picture and I think about who they are as people. Uh-huh. I have my shit too. I have my standoffish ways when I'm ready. And my friends be like, what the hell is wrong with your ass? Like I when you could read my energy then you know but then we bounce back so i'm kind of like let's let me over communicate because the last friend i did that to and i didn't communicate well i lost them mm-hmm. i really wanted to move forward and that's what i'm talking about that intentionality like even if you feel like you have a hard i'm real take it as you are it's not fair to the next person in your life like you have to lower those layers and really be real with yourself and be like I need to work on this. I'm trying to be a better person. 
And I think I found that I'm able to do that more. Like, I feel like I'm just someone, it's crazy. Cause as I've gotten older and I'm learning so much more about like who I actually am, I'm finding out that there is more of me that truly identifies with traits of an introvert. Mm. Of someone who's not like, like as much, I'm some like, I'm really, I think someone who's like an, either an extroverted introvert or an introverted extra, I'm not sure which one it is. But I'm someone who can be out and can do small talk. And because I know that relationship is going to end. Like I know if I'm in the Walmart line and we chit chatting it up, I'm not about to exchange numbers with you. We're not about to. So I found like, it's so weird to me though. But if I'm like really your friend and we're getting to know each other and we're like deep, like I feel like I've, I've broken that barrier with you. Like when we in person and you know, when we chit chatting, you know, just as ourselves or whatever, I can really just talk and be free and be who I am. And if you were to check me on something, it's fine. And if I check you on something, I feel like you'd be like, you're fine. I can, even like you just said, I can kind of tell when like, okay, give her a second. Like this ain't the moment or whatever. And I feel like you even was kind of can tell with me, she needed a moment. Let me just let her breathe, take a breather or whatever. Mm -hmm. We can move on. But there's some people like, I think it's just, I'm learning that there's some people that I'm just not going to be that open with. And so I have had to start kind of like recategorizing mm. <laughs> like my friendships and things like that, because it's like, is it as important? Like, you know, and I've, and I've made a point too over the last, over 2023 to like really try to reach out to people more and try to, because I was also someone like, well, nobody calls me mm -hmm. Well, girl, you ain't calling nobody either. You know? Mm -hmm. So like, my own talking about my own toxic traits is like that's something I've been trying to to work on because it's like I'm blaming them and like well they don't ever invite me out girl you ain't never texting mm -hmm. them or inviting them either so it's like I've I'm but again it's that self-awareness I've had right. to learn these things about me like learn that it takes two you know and and all these different things but I don't know I just find for me personally I can't I don't need too many close friendships like I just, I, not, not at that level. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm going to have, like, we have a, it's like a, my mama says, you have a box. You get a box. Like, <laughs> and it's not like I'm putting you in a box, not to say people couldn't move out of that or move around and switch, but it's like, I just be like, okay. And I don't have to like, not be your friend. It's just like, oh, you did me like that. Okay. You in that box now. Oh, you know, okay. Like, it's just what it but is. What about trying to work it out? I don't know. Like, that's where it comes from. There are some people I will say I have worked through things with over this year. Like we've gotten the chance to sit down, talk about it. This is where I was coming from. This is where this person was coming from. But then there are other people that, well, that I haven't maybe had to have that chance. And there are some people that I just feel like the response is going to be, but this is just how I am. Mm. And so if that's going to be your response, I don't need to waste three minutes. You don't, you don't, you don't alone, even waste your you know? time. What, doing all of that so and those are the people that i really sit down and think to myself do you do you really just don't care do you really just don't care because those are the same people that feel like nobody talked to them people don't reach out those are the ones that are always giving out like you're the that they're the victim and whole time we're all saying the same thing about them so if there's a pattern if five people in the room are saying the same thing about you at some point it's you that's that's you at some point you have to look in the mirror and say that it is you but i don't know that we hold each other i i genuinely i think social media has kind of stripped away that level of accountability that i think that we once 
tried at least to try to have like to hold hmm. people accountable for things because it's just like oh it's just on social media oh it's just you know it could be it's those little bitty things that are just like oh it's just that oh you can chalk it up as this and so it's just like oh so we're all supposed to just be like okay well it's just that she said it was just this so let her speak her truth that's another thing everyone gets to speak their truth everybody wants to and it's like but sometimes your truth like if it's impacting other people that can be like negatively impacting other people that can be toxic bro like if it's just like this is just who i am i'm just speaking my truth this is just the okay sis but like (laughs) see how he used it okay sis that's why we always talk about you know what's real and what's fake because people tend to forget the more that consistent that we're all on social media like you're gonna meet some of these people off the platform you have to actually be talking what you live and what you're talking and the moment that you're not doing that that's the first thing people are paying attention to are you who you really portray to be online and the moment you're the opposite i can't look at you the same and people forget that. Don't just be putting this stuff out here just to put and it. That's not who you and really that's are. That's not who you are on a daily. That's who that makes me think of. Remember when Belinda was on? When we had Belinda on last season mm-hmm. and she was talking about she had, I think a creator had had a meetup or they had an event or yep. something in Indiana. And she was like, she was nothing like she portrays on social media. And so yeah. it's a real thing though. And I'll tell you, a lot of people I think that do social media are honestly introverted people. Not everybody. I was about to say that. I was about to say Curious Georgia moment. I don't know the statistics, but there are a lot of successful introverts out there. And I think that that is so impressive that you could be an introvert, but when it's time to show up, YouTube channels, social media, y'all pop out. But then you go back to your bubble. Go back to your bubble. I just don't get it. And it, but it's wild because it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know because it's like, there's, you don't have the element of pe- being around people when you're talking about social media content. So you're, am I in front of people? Cause I'm on this live. Yes. And I, and I'm not speaking for me when it comes to this. Cause I really am the first, like as introverted as I like I, that I'm learning that I am the, the, the traits that I have as an introvert that I'm learning about myself, I'm still me. So I'm not like, not me. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are like, it's almost like you're putting on a carrot. Like you become, it's like, it's like Beyonce versus Sasha Fierce. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like you are, you are putting on this, my like my hat, if you will. And this is who I am. I'm going to show up to this live. But even when you're doing the live and you know, there's people on the other side of the screen, those people aren't there in front of you in your you know in your space and so i think you're able to still operate and command a room and and do all of these things but you don't necessarily have to be that person i think that's what what you're seeing with some of these then i book you for a panel i'm expecting that same energy because now you're physically going to be around people what do you do as an introvert the people to me that you see them shell up you see the pe- like Belinda was talking about that girl who was like she's nothing like she's she's like plus size and she's you know body positivity and she's all these things but when you meet her in person it's like she shelled up so that's how you I don't get, get that. it that is so interesting to me like it's wild is, that they actually it, agree to do those things yes and then you're not putting on celebrities have to do it before social media celebrities had to understand the art of 
I'm going to do my craft, but damn, I could be walking down the street and somebody could come up to me and ask for a picture and ask for an autograph. And I still have to put on because that's what they see. That's like, again, when we, when we meet influencers that we love and the personality is trash, we're shattered. Like, oh, I've been watching you. I've been following you. And you are not who you are. But speaking of actors, do you think some of them go through, like, I think some of them go through like media, tra like they go through different trainings and things to kind of prepare them, if you will, or kind of like show them. The if you're a content creator, like, I'm not saying you don't have that type of an access to be able to do that, but if you're really an introverted person and now you're just, they're being cast out here in front of people, do you have that level? Like your anxiety just genuinely may take over, but at the same time, it's weird. I do think, I agree with you. I think it's odd when you see someone who is that introverted. It's like, why are you hosting events? Why are you like, just be the you that's on, you know, just do the things you do on your platform. I've just seen so many people. I'm not paying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because now I'm bad. Get my money. I've seen a lot of people that are like wildly successful and they always say, I'm an introvert. No, I'm an introvert after being an extrovert. I'm an introvert after my energy is drained from extrovert energy. A extrovert. That's when I become an introvert. But I, I'm outside. Like, you know, I thrive off of personality, off of people, off of stories. And then when it's time to be my bubble, like I haven't seen the world in two days, I'm happy. I'm back. I'm recharging my battery until it's time to go back and connect with the world. But... I think it's a, I guess it's a talent to, to be an introvert, to perform. And then like, it's like, again, it's a job. Now people want to see you in person and you're not that. Are you yeah, really being authentic at that point? Are you? You never know. You know? And then it's like, everyone tells you to extend grace. Like, and you know, not just for those types of situations, but just in general, like mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. every, just extend some grace. You don't know what they've been through. And it, do we use that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I just get a little like, I get it, give them grace, but I have a hard time seeing just things online and then you have to still give grace to someone that got up, energized, gave me the energy. I pour into them and then they can't pour into me because they're an introvert. Then, then you should give me some lo-fi stuff. You should give me some... <laughs> quiet time stuff you shouldn't be who you who you're not going to be when i'm when i'll see you when i'm seeing you in person to me it's just a, it's just a little backwards but i could be harsh i don't know i don't think you're harsh because i'm telling you right now if i i'm and obviously she's nothing like this but think about tab as big as tab's personality is online if i met tab and tab was just like a shell of that woman mm -hmm. and i'm she ain't gonna talk. She barely wanna give you a hug. She trying to look in the other direction, hoping maybe you won't see me. Girl, like, you know how let down you would be as a yeah. fan of just that person? So I totally agree with you. I'm just literally speaking on the fact that a lot of these creators out here started creating because they were introverts and you didn't go outside and you're just like, this is what I love to do and I hope I can find someone that loves it as much as I do. You know who started like that? Your girl, Patricia Bright. Yeah. When she was in school, she said, I was bored. I didn't I didn't really have friends. And I just started YouTube. I love Patricia Bright. And shout I can out to see Patricia that. Bright. Yeah, shouts out to sis, man. She is killing the YouTube killing. game, killing real estate, 
she has a free book on books like i'm her i'm a promoter i really like love her she has a free book on ibooks really giving good gems but um i see what she means by that though i mean again we all have our moments where we just want to be to ourselves i just find it hard to that connection piece of you could do it virtually but not in person but that's now, how she started now it's real life yeah i think that that's the other side of it because now it's real when you step outside of social media and it's real life it's real fucking life you know so it's kind of kind of similar wow. to like working from home sometimes i feel like you know i've been remote for four years pre-pandemic and i'm starting to feel like damn do i miss people do I miss going to the office now? I've been questioning, like, do I want a hybrid position? Because we're so spoiled being remote. But then, like, the human connection, I'm missing that piece. That's why sometimes I have to go out to a coffee shop or do something. Even if I'm not talking to anyone, I'm just around people. I think that may be, too, because you live alone. Mm -hmm. girl, I work from home, and my husband worked from home, mm -hmm. and then Carter was at home all summer, <laughs> and I'm like... I don't want to go in nobody's office. I don't want to be here at this house. I want to go to a remote island and not talk yeah. to anybody, for, you know, <laughs> but I do get that too. And, and and I get the the connect, the coworker connection is, has complete, that dynamic has completely changed because I would actually become like good friends with my coworkers, Damn. you know? And so Damn. you kind of don't have that element when you're working from home or when like the girl got hired on in our, uh, we got a new girl in our department you know, it ain't like she's, well, one, she lives in Florida, but at the same okay. time, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, we're all going to go meet. Like the, when the girl that we hired before her lives here, mm -hmm. nobody was like, oh, we're going to go meet and let's have a team outing. And, you know, we had a team outing when it was like around the holidays. Like we, girl, ain't nobody about to make no special accommodations. That so. should be another episode because the team connections has changed. Just the energy. There's no more team meetups. Even think about the pandemic. There used to be like, um happy hours everyone would get on we would play games people would have their drinks ain't none of that no more well for yeah. me for me in this traditional ass company that don't want us sorry <laughs> girl the company you work for they don't don't seem like they'd be happy hour people anyway they don't do none of that girl it is traditional i went back in time i tell you every time i went back in time i can imagine their offices look like gray floors gray carpets cubicles that's how dated they are. That's how ours used to be, honey. But look, mm. we don't went we don't went into um the panty mm -hmm. and our company was like, let's just remodel the whole building that nobody's gonna come back to. <laughs> Spent all this damn money. Oh my goodness. And you know, they're not forcing anybody back. Look, yeah. I people like try to force me back if you want to, honey. Cause my toxic trait is gonna be I'm gonna leave. That's gonna That's be my thing, toxic trait. That's the thing. I feel like more the more that I look into the job market, there's a more hybrid positions now because of all the commercial real estate that's out there just sitting. I'm like, oh my goodness, I hope they don't say nothing like that. And these businesses are getting hit too, like you said, because a lot of the time those bars and restaurants that are doing happy hours, they're right there around where all these office buildings are. Mm -hmm. So if nobody's coming into the office, ain't that many people going to be going to the happy hour. Like I'm not going to drive you know like for exactly. us it would be a, that's like a 20 30 minute drive into the city mm. to be in where like you know where the where downtown is where the mm -hmm. office buildings and stuff are if i'm not making that drive to go into the office i'm definitely not going to make it after hours to meet y'all all the way down there for some drinks <laughs> like restaurant five ten minutes from everybody right out here so that would be a good episode though 
Yeah, yeah, because I wonder if people at this point are just over. I don't think, I don't think you could ever be over being remote. But are you getting tired? Are you feeling lethargic? Are you missing human connection? Um, yeah, and I guess that's why I am active outside because on a regular day I'm home. I'm just home working, and it's quiet. Like I don't play. I don't watch TV. If it's a busy day, I can't just be chilling, you know. So I've always wondered, like, hmm, I wonder how people are feeling. I think it's a good question. Yeah. We should ask it in an episode on I Have a Cup podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to watch TV again. <laughs> you know what's crazy? <laughs> it's so funny that um, there's nothing on Tubi that has my attention. Really? Yeah, I've been going on there and I feel like <laughs> I feel like the movies that they've been coming out with are like white thrillers white like i feel like the black people get the hood movies and the white people that get like the thriller and the drama the movies that come like are thriller drama or white based could mm-hmm. be me in my head but every scary not every scary movie because they have some movies with black people but i'm just like why do black people gotta get the hood shit and like these people are getting like motion picture good lighting it looks like a really good production um so i haven't mm-hmm. had anything that's that's caught my attention Mm-mm. the last movie i saw was crazy is <laughs> it was on tubi it was called it's on tubi it's called um god forgives i don't <laughs> that already sounds like a tubi, a, a tubi movie classic <laughs> like i think i was gonna start that first with like tubi reviews that movie is sick that movie is sick. Like, you should review it though. Yeah, I've been I've been telling myself like I'm getting my editing juju back. So after I did the Renaissance vlog, I have to do the Invest Fest, and I'm like, all right, I'm getting in the swing of things. That you know, the more that you work the muscle, it'll get better and it's quicker. Because I'm doing this shit from my phone. So all the editing you've seen is from my phone. From yes. your actual cell phone. From my actual cell phone, girl. It's not even on your uh, MacBook. No, ma'am. You know me. I'm the never had Miss Storage. This shit ain't got oh, no God. storage. That's you right. But I'm working it. I'm working it with CapCut, and I do it from my phone. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I gotta check out the vlog though. Y'all do have to check out our Renaissance. Uh, well, not our. It's Key's Renaissance. Our, because you're in it. Yes, I'm in it. But look, yes. it's on kicking it with Key on her channel. All we're on YouTube. I have been watching TV though, not TV that anybody's gonna be interested in, because you know I love. I what you been love, watching? Like true, you know I like like true crime type stuff. Mm-hmm. So they put a new um, season of Cold Case Files up. So I love me some Cold Case Files. Cold Case Files is not basically, the show show, but like the like more documentary style. Yeah, it's like real life Cold Case Files okay, that they okay. are solving, not like mm-hmm. with the TV. white woman. Yeah, the Hollywood. It ain't yes. all that. Yeah, okay. I want to say it's like, it sounds like William Shatner is the person who, <laughs> like, uh, uh, narrating, I almost said commentating, narrating the show. He might be, to be honest with you. Mm. But um, I love stuff like that. Like, I like true crime. Like, just to see, like, the process of solving, like, a murder mystery or, like, a crime that from, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And DNA, when I tell you the shit that they can do with your DNA nowadays, mm-hmm. listen. If really? you are out there putting your DNA in 23andMe and Ancestry.com and all of that, they can literally use your DNA to find someone who, like, may have 
left DNA on a crime scene a thousand years ago, not that long, but like mm-hmm. years ago. And if there's no match, we run the DNA through the system. There's no coded match. There's no this. They can now take that DNA extraction and start doing like genealogy on it and literally narrow it down to the family that this DNA came from and the like almost to the person, like the wow. likelihood that it's this person. So then they show you like, girl shit was just wild to me so i like the, they show you like they have to tell these people because you're not just going to walk up to someone who you think like this is probably our suspect yeah. i mean it's literally down to the person this is probably our suspect we don't want to tip them off that we know you know that we think that they Possibly were involved that. in this horrific crime so they're like following these people around for you know month like however long it takes Girl, this one man, he just so happy they were had been following him and following and following him for whatever reason on this day. He flipped a cigarette out the window. Girl, they stopped, collected the they had tails on this man for months, picked, collected the cigarette, ran the DNA. It was him. Off of like not, like off of his genealogy. Like someone that he made, they just narrowed it down because someone in his family put that shit out there in the thing. And then so they were able to be like, oh, we'll take that and just crack the code honey so y'all out here committing crimes and you think you can get away with it if your mean, DNA ain't in the system they can find your DNA off of your other relatives who have submitted their samples to like those types of sites really I've never done that have you ever I've have you never done that? done that myself either Mm-mm. I'm like I'm always interested in like ancestry but no I've never done it either Mm-mm. The Cold Case Files season two came out. If you're into that kind of stuff, honey, what is it on? It's on Netflix. On Netflix, and, okay. And it just kept going. Like, I think the very first season may have only had like six episodes. And I don't know if because of the pandemic, because it was off for a while. So I don't know if it was off for the pandemic, and maybe they had these episodes but didn't. Re- I don't know. Girl, I think there was like thirty damn episodes in this damn. new season, and the first season was only six. So I just kept being like, damn, is this going to be the last one? And it was like, <laughs> next episode, you know, Netflix lets you know. Do you want to go ahead and skip and go to the next episode, our girl? But it was. Speaking I like. Of, have you tapped into Painkiller on Netflix? No, but you told me about that. I did see it. On, it popped up on my phone. And I actually did save that one. So that's going to be something. Really is it a good. series? I haven't tapped. I haven't even. Okay. Yeah, it's a series. It's a damn good one. It'll get you the first episode. At first, I was like, let me just give this a shot. When I really tapped in, I was like, oh, this is good. It's um, about document- a, a show based on the, the heightened rise of Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. Um, and whew, wow. just how people became addicted to it. Really addicted to wow. it. And each episode, I'll just say this, starts out with real life cases of, you know, family members that lost someone and their family from it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, like just the what we see in today's world and you know the white men getting rich off of people's addiction you know mm-hmm. so painkiller is a good one to watch i definitely tapped in random did you watch intervention look you're a little bit younger did you ever watch in the key i think it came on a and e back in the day day i've watched a few episodes that a used few. to be our shit matt and i they used to were really like that shit was wild messed up that shit was wow. That was the show, like some iconic episodes where the dude, the black man who was like a boxer and he was like, I'm not going to say he was like, you know, he wasn't like Muhammad Ali boxer, but he was like a really like well-renowned boxer. I think in where he lived or, you know, may have even been like 
I don't know, whatever, in his state, whatever. But he had, like, I think two twin sons, like, he had twin sons is what I should say. He had twin sons and, like, they basically were doing the intervention for him. And, like, one of the twins was kind of, like, a lot more sensitive, like, showed his vulnerability. And the other one was kind of more stoic and everything. And so he read, they would read a letter. Like, you would get, you they'd bring you into this room once you figured out. Like, you just, the person with the addiction would think that they were just being filmed for, like, a documentary about addiction. Really, it was their family trying to do this intervention. And so at the end of it, basically, you would walk into this room. They think they're going to do their my final interview. And they walk into the intervention. But the most famous episode where that guy, he just breaks down crying after his son. Oh, <laughs> the black guy that ball. Yes. Okay. That's a meme to this day. Oh, my that God. It was from that episode. show. Yes. And, and there was another one that I think is iconic that didn't pick up as much. The girl who was on the duster spray. If y'all are listening to this and y'all watch Intervention, there was a girl who literally huffed like duster spray that you used to like clean off your keyboard and all yeah. of that. And it's not illegal. She would walk into Walmart and buy like oh. 12 or 15 of those things and go out to her car and just be... And I mean, she'd be like curled up in the car just... Which she was sprayed on something to sniff it, right? No, she would just literally put the nozzle to her mouth and spray the stuff and get high off of it. When I tell you that was to that, I don't know. She may have been one of the most wildest ones just (laughs) because I'm like, this was evaporating her brain cells because like she was off. Really? I mean, it was so bad, and so it's just that's a throwback. But it just made me think of intervention when you were talking about painkillers, because honey. And people would be off of everything. All mm-hmm. kinds of alcoholics, heroin, mm-hmm. crack, like anything you can think of, people were trying to get an intervention. You're just like, oh my gosh. That was no, so man. I'm gonna look that I'm up on YouTube. Myself. I know that has to be on, on YouTube now. Girl, you're gonna have to find them episodes. I know I'm dating myself, y'all. Y'all know I'm old, but I'm still here. That wasn't too long ago. Cause I feel like I they also or if they had something similar on MTV that was like in the same route, like people's addiction like i remember i forgot what this show was called but this man was addicted to ugh, every time i think of it he was addicted to picking up dead animals on from the side of the road so if he would see like a dead deer hit okay. he would pick the deers up and put them in the back of his trunk like he was he would do that and because he didn't have no type of protection on his body he was touching decomposed animals his skin started to deteriorate Oh no. He was looking so sick. He was looking so sick because he would touch him with his bare hands and he would be around that. And he and his I remember his mother was like, he just won't stop. He won't leave. What was he go? What was he doing? He would bury them himself. He would just go ahead and bury them. He's burying the carcass of a dead animal that he found on the side of the road. If ever he saw them, he would stop and pick them up. And you would see his skin look like um, what do they call that? Like the moon, like the craters. Like his skin was sinking it like because he wasn't even putting on gloves or nothing. He would just pick these dead deers up, these dead animals, and put them in the back of his truck. And I was like, you know what? That is disturbing. It is so, so, so like it sounds like Jeffrey Dahmer. Did you watch that show on Netflix? Um, sadly I did. It was just some parts it was just definitely too hard to watch, but I did. It was a lot. it. It was a lot. But that's how he started out, killing animals with his dad and get picking them up and all that shit, and then the motherfucker just went crazy. Okay, you know, he was, like there was, you just, 
I don't know too many people like hunting to that it just sounds crazy to me from people that just do regular ass hunting so no shade to people who do regular ass like hunting. it's nothing right I'm like you're but killing an animal it's like I'm not PETA or nothing like that because I eat chicken and all that good stuff but I you still believe in like come on be nice to animals you're just killing them for the fun of it like horse racing, I think I've told you this. I do not like that sport. I do not care for I it. I don't know that. I do not care for it. You're so big here, and and horses ass. You're beating the horse for a race. Like let's call it what it is. I do not like the thought of it. When I looked at this, I was like, this ain't cool. This is horrible. That's what we're known for here too. Look. Mm-mm. But I live in Louisville, so you know if you want to invite me out to Derby, the big thing here. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> i will go i'll be like where you go for me because i probably i think the thought of like the fashion one like i would go for that but the sport itself nah. yeah. i've been to the one in new york and i think it was queens on long island i've been to one of those games well are we wrapping up today's show i think so all right you want to end up with some gems Cup of inspo. Inspo. Own your shit. <laughs> you know if you got a toxic trait. You know if it's actually a toxic trait. If it's negatively impacting people, like if that's you and you and you know that about yourself, just own your shit. Like I'd rather you tell me this is. I know this about me, and it's something that I'm working on, or I'm working through, or I'm whatever. Than you to just say this is just how I am because now you're accepting it and you're thinking that we all have to accept it and nobody has to accept your bullshit. So it's like work through it. All of us have our own traumas and triggers and all of these things, but it doesn't mean we should be just out here. That doesn't give you the car, like a green card to just go out here and mistreat people and then use that as a crutch. You can grow, you can heal. You can change, you know, these generational curses and all these things that everybody's trying to break. It starts with you. So break it. Very well said. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I want to know where y'all can find us. Period. On Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts. You all can leave us your feedback. We love to hear from you. I think a key told us about a um, a polling feature on last episode. So just want to reiterate that. You all can leave us a poll and yeah you never know when a comment that you make may become an episode so there's a poll and there's also a spotify voice note that you can leave us all you have to do is on this episode if you're listening from spotify just hit send a voice note you'll send a recording and we'll get that and you'll be featured on the show so period can't wait to hear from y'all see y'all next week and um have a beautiful week y'all Bye. Bye. <laughs>